0: We're almost halfway through November, and this week's episode is a part two to the episode that I did last week where I shared the five grapes that we celebrate in November. Now, if you haven't had a chance to listen to that episode, I will make it easy for you and link to the show notes below. But just to do a quick recap, we have five grapes that we recognize in November, and they each have a designated day of celebration. And those days are Merlot Day on November 7th neo Day on November 12th, Zinfandel Day on November 16th. And these are all grapes that I covered in last week's episode. So if you're interested to learn more about those grapes, and of course, some pairings that go with them, then definitely listen in. And then in this week's episode, we're going to be talking about the release of Beaujolais Nouveau that happens every year on the third Thursday of November. This year, that's the 16th. And I'm also going to be sharing some information with you about the Grape Carmoniere that has its day of celebration on November 24th. So if you're ready to learn more about the release of Beaujolais Nouveau and the delicious, but sometimes not always known about Grape Carmoniere, let's get started and dive right into today's episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Wine Shop Talk. I'm your host, Somalia Aaron-Rozar, and I'm so happy that you're here with me today. If we haven't met before, it's lovely to have you here. And if we have, welcome back. Now, for those of you who are new, you should know that I've been a professional sommelier for over 20 years now. This is my passion and my privilege to make learning about wine not only fun and easy, but also practical. I want to make sure that you leave every single episode with some real life, helpful tips that you're able to use right away to help you find wines that you are going to love and enjoy and be able to share with family and friends. I want you to think of me as your very own practical sommelier. And on that note, I want to share the real facts with you, if you will, about what all the huff is about Beaujolais Nouveau and should you care? Should you pick up a bottle? So we're gonna break that down today, and then I'm gonna dive into going over the grape Carminiere, which is a grape that has some origins in France in the area of Bordeaux, but has really found its footing, if you will, coming from Chile. So we're gonna be talking about Carminiere today as well. And I think if you're currently not enjoying Carminiere as a single variety, then I hope by the end of this episode, you are going to be adding it to your wine shopping list. So first, let's dive into Beaujolais Nouveau. Now, a few weeks ago, I did an episode on the 10 crews of the region of Beaujolais. And if you'd like to learn more about those, I will put the link in the show notes below so that's easy to find. And the 10 crews of Beaujolais are very different wines to the Beaujolais Nouveau that we're going to be talking about today. The 10 crews of Beaujolais are the top tier wines. They are deeper and more complex and definitely a whole different ball of wax, if you will. Today, we're going to be talking about Beaujolais Nouveau. Now, first, let's get our bearings about where Beaujolais is. Beaujolais is the most southern wine area within the region of Burgundy, and its grape variety that is grown there is Gamay. So when I'm talking about Beaujolais, we're talking about wines that are made with 100% of the Gamay grape. The soil types are granite. It is very different from the other areas of Burgundy. But Beaujolais is very specific in that they are known for these beautiful expressions of the Gamay grape. Now, we have to talk about the tradition of releasing it on the third Thursday in November every year. And I get asked the question all the time, does the date change? Well, the actual date will change. So, for example, this year is on the 16th, but it is always the third Thursday of November. This is set in stone. The tradition of Beaujolais Nouveau can trace its history back to the 1800s. And I think it's really important when we talk about Beaujolais Nouveau is to also set up the premise of what can you expect from a bottle of wine of Beaujolais Nouveau? Too often, I find in my experience, that people are expecting it to be a very serious, intense wine. They know it is from Burgundy. They know that we have some beautiful Pinot Noirs. We have the more serious Beaujolais Cruze, for example, or maybe you've had a bottle of Beaujolais Village, which is grapes gathered from that entire village area of Beaujolais, and these wines are going to have more layers to them. They're going to have more depth. The whole premise of Beaujolais Nouveau is that it is the first wine enjoyed of that vintage. It has had a very short fermentation time. It has been turned into a very light, easy to drink, approachable, fruit forward, just a bit above a rose almost style of wine. This wine is not meant to be super deep and complex. This is about a refreshing celebration of the first wine of that year's vintage. This is always going to be the first vintage of the year. So when you pick up a bottle of Beaujolais Nouveau, it is a celebration of harvest and all of the hard work that has gone into celebrating this year's work in the vineyard. And because of the winemaking technique that we use to make Beaujolais, which is carbonic maceration, and if you want to know more about it, again, in that episode of the cruise, I go into it in a bit more depth. But the TV version of that is we do a very specific type of fermentation that means it's actually intercellular. We don't squish the grapes the way we normally do in winemaking. We actually do a whole bunch fermentation. We do the fermentation within the skins of the grapes themselves. It's a super cool way to make grapes, but by doing so, we get low tannins. Some people will say more candied fruit first, bubblegum, bananas, so interesting characteristics both on the palate and on the nose will come through, also candy-like, but because of that special type of winemaking, the winemaking can happen very quickly for Beaujolais though. And again, this wine is celebrated in cafes and restaurants and was more of a local celebration within the region. It wasn't until the nineteen fifties, nineteen sixties that the wrestling arien really kinda of really jumped on the trend, if you will, and it became very passionable to have a Beaujolais Nouveau party, to start picking up bottles, to have your friends over, and then it continued to grow in popularity. And even today, it's a big deal of which country around the world gets the first shipment of Beaujolais Nouveau. It comes in a different way. When at the wine store, for example, I can order Beaujolais, it comes on a different flight, it arrives, I have to pick it up differently than I would receive my regular shipment of wines into the wine store. This is a very specific delivery just of these wines. They are sent out at a specific hour so that they are arrived at 12.01 around the world for the first country and then everybody else gets them after that sequential order. But Beaujolais Nouveau is really a celebration of the vineyard and all of the work that has happened in the vineyard and the winery to make the wines of that year. Now, when you have a glass of it, what can you expect? So what is that actual tasting note in the glass? You will get a lot of red, fresh red berry notes. You're going to get raspberries, strawberries. You'll have hints of like that banana. Some people will pick up double bubble bubble gum. I definitely do sometimes. You'll get some nice floral aromas, like fresh flowers. And again, it's like a bit of a heavier rosé, but it's still light, fresh, fruity. And it's just really fun to drink. But again, don't put a serious note on it. This is not about drinking serious wine. And you want to make sure that you drink your bottle of Beaujolais Bout Nouveau within six months of purchase. This is not a wine that you are going to be aging. You are going to be enjoying this as early as possible and sipping and toasting all, all the hard work that went into creating the bottles of this year. Now, what are you going to pair with your Beaujolais Nouveau when you pick up a bottle to enjoy? This is, again, a nice light wine. This is a perfect leftover wine. If you have cold meats, think of it as a picnic wine. If you want to do a fall or winter picnic where you have cold chicken, cold beef, some charcuterie, cheese, mix and match. Sort of make your own lunch. That's fantastic. Charcuterie plates are fantastic. You can serve it if you are celebrating Thanksgiving coming up here in a bit. You want a lighter style red. This is a great option, especially if you have people who they like reds, but lighter, but they're more white wine people. This is a great red to introduce them to. It's going to have a higher acidity, that mouth-watering sensation, and be just refreshing. It's not going to feel like that big, rich red wine. So it's a great wine if people are more predominantly white wine drinkers to introduce them to. But think of this as a wine that is your best easy dinner or snacking food. If you have something that's just kind of light and easy, definitely Beaujolais can do it. But in my world, this is just a great Saturday afternoon or make your own lunch like I said, sort of picnic foods and leftovers. But delicious, easy to drink wine. So I truly hope if you happen to be out going to the wine store on November 16th, that is the day you're probably going to see a big display, maybe even just a palette of cases on the floor, and this is the day that Beaujolais Nouveau arrives in the wine store. What wine stores get is all they get. There's no second shipment coming. What they get, what they have ordered, is what they receive. It has all been ordered in the world, and so when it is gone, it is gone. This year's vintage is this year's vintage, so I would highly recommend if you want to celebrate the harvest with everyone around the world, then that's what the release of Beaujolais Nouveau is really all about. So definitely, I would recommend grabbing a bottle and just popping a cork and sharing a glass or two with good friends and some snacks, and give a toast to all the hard work that has gone on in the vineyard and the wineries for all of the wines around the world for Vintage 2023. So now that we've covered what all the hop is about in regards to Beaujolais Nouvelle, let's move on to a grape that a lot of people don't know about or haven't tried before. And this is Carminiere. And the first thing to you know about Carminier is it is a grape variety that we use in Bordeaux as part of our blend. So many people will know Cabernet Sauvignon, they'll know Merlot, and Melbeck, for example. And then the other two grapes that don't always get sort of into the radar are Petit Bordeaux and then Carminier. And Carminier, while it is deep red grape, it has some purple hues but it gets confused with Merlot a lot, how it looks in the vineyard. The leaves are a very similar shape, but its flavors are very different. And so Carmonier, while it gets used for its color and a little bit of flavor, it can be overshadowed in that blend and in other areas of the world. But where Carmonier has really found its home base, where it's really shown its true identity, if you will, is in Chile when we had some French winemakers take the grape with them when phylloxera, that vine disease that was hitting the vineyards of France, many winemakers left, so things were getting figured out and went to different areas of the world. And Carminier got to Chile through that transition. And when we see Carminier from Chile, this is a grape that is known for complex aromas and flavors. There are dark fruits such as blackberries, black cherries, but then there's also a touch of green or bell peppers some fresh tobacco, hints of spice. You might get some black pepper. It's almost like Merlot meets Melbeck. And there will be people who will come at me for that. But if I had to describe it to you and you say, "And what is it going to be like? It's a great barbecue wine option if you're doing peppered steak, if you're doing anything that or a pepper stir fry with beef or chicken. And there is going to be a strong flavor of green or red peppers. And Carmineer is a really great option. Shish kebabs on the barbecue. Carmineer is a really nice option if you want to pull that spicy grilled flavor. And maybe you're just looking for something different from Melbec. Carmineer is an option, but it's gonna have a more of a silky mouth feel and a little bit lighter body than Melbeck. So think, like I said, if Melbeck met Merlot in the glass, Carmenere is is kind of a mix, but not a hundred percent. But those are two good descriptions I have for you just to bring you into where the flavor would be. Now, in regards to tannins, that mouth-drying sh- sensation, carmineer generally has moderate tannins. They're not as big or aggressive, if you will, as Malbec or Cabernet. So they're a little bit softer. It does have some acidity. So in reverse to mouth-watering sensation, it can be very food-friendly. And again, if you're doing anything spicy or with those pepper flavors, carmineer is an option or grilled flavors. But if you're doing like a pepper-crusted steak or a lot of steak spice on something, Carmenere is is a really good option. Now, Carmenere in Chile was rediscovered in the 1990s. And there was a time actually in the field when they looked at the grapevines and they knew that it wasn't Merlot, but they weren't sure what it was. So there was a time where they actually called it Merlot, Merlot. So it was like, it's Merlot, but it's not Merlot. So on the vineyard signs, you actually saw Merlot, Merlot twice. And that meant it's not Merlot, it's something else, but it's kind of close. So when they weren't exactly sure what it was, that's what they called it, but they knew they liked it, that it was producing really good wines. But now through genetic testing and all of that fun, cool science stuff we can do, we know that the grape is Carmenere, and we know that it really shines when coming from the vineyards of Chile. And of course, because of the different regions in Chile, we're going to have some different nuances and flavors because like any grape, carmineer can be very expressive in regards to its terroir. So when you try one carmineer from Chile, you're going to want to try a couple because depending if you're a coastal vineyard area in Chile or more inland, it's going to give you different expressions depending on the amount of heat or cool oceanic breezes, for example. Now, Carmenere we do consider to be a medium to full-bodied wine, more on that medium full high can think of only a couple Carmenere that I would consider full-bodied in my experience of tasting, but I think a medium full is there. You can definitely age some carminiers and with Plank Merlot, we're looking in that sort of 10, 15-year mark, and that's on the long side. So this is where it's really important, depending on the vintage that you pick up. If you are looking to age some Carmonier to see the development, Then talk to the person at your favorite wine store, or you can definitely reach out to me if there's a specific wine you'd like some information about. I'm happy to help and give you my opinion. But Carmenere could definitely age, especially in that five year mark. See how it is going. You could go a little bit deeper, depending on the vintage, weather, and how that wine is going to show. Now we're also growing Carmenere in other areas of the world. Of course, we're doing Carmenere in the United States. Definitely here in Canada, in the Okanagan Valley, we do some beautiful examples of Carmenere. And Carmenere is a fairly adaptable grape and in areas of the world where they're doing Bordeaux blends you may find Carmenere in those vineyards as well but is part of a blend not being done up as a single variety. So if you do love barbecue, if you do like a bit of green or red pepper in your foods or stir-fries, then Carmenere is definitely a grape that take a look for in your favorite wine store. You'll probably find the largest selection in your Chilean wine section and it will be listed by variety on the label. You'll see Carmonier pulled out. But also know that the next time you pick up a Bordeaux blend, if you visit the winery website, because it's probably not going to be on the back label of the wine, you may find the blend breakdown of which grapes were used. And you're probably going to see Carmonier on that blend mix as well. I hope that I have inspired you to pick up a bottle or two of Carmonier. If you are a lover of red wines, this is definitely one That if you enjoy grilling or spice and black peppers and green peppers in your foods, but still sort of that medium full-bodied red, this is a really nice option to add into your kitchen wine rack. So I hope that in today's episode, I've inspired you to pick up two bottles of wine this week at your favorite shop. One being to take part in the release on Thursday of the Beaujolais Nouveau so that you can give a toast to all the hard work of this year's harvest and enjoy the first wine. Around the world that will be opened from the 2023 vintage and or a second grape is the beautiful Carmenere that has always been part of a blend. It's like the understudy that no one knows about but really shines as a single variety, especially when coming from Chile. I hope that you'll pick up one or both of those bottles that we've discussed this week. Now, I know some of you listening in from the United States will be celebrating Thanksgiving soon, and just so you know, in the show notes below, I am going to link to Thanksgiving wine and food pairing guide that if you're looking for some tips for what wines to consider when planning out your Thanksgiving dinner, then you can easily download that guide. I've done pairings for classic pairings such as turkey, roast ham, prime rib, some vegetarian dishes as well, and of course dessert. So you can click on the link and it will take you to the guide and that's there for you. And next week's episode, I'm going to be going over a holiday checklist because it is creeping up Quickly to the end of the year. I hope, as always, I have answered some of your questions and inspired you this week. If you do have any questions or comments, please reach out. You can reach me at hello at winegirlacademy.com or come say hello on Instagram or TikTok. You can find me at Wine Girl Academy. And on that note, I want to wish you a wonderful week and Happy Beaujolais Day on this Thursday. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. New episodes come out every Tuesday. Cheers to you. Bye now.